Shalom Vorcha. I hope things are well. People are doing good, happy, and uh, positive. Let's see what's going on with the light. Hopefully, it's good. Baruch Hashem, things are well by me if you're asking. Thank you for asking. I appreciate that. Um, I wanted to uh, speak with you today on a very very deep concept and I hope that um, we will be able to uh, discuss it um, in a complete way that will be understandable and without um, making no one um, misinterpret this is something um, very important that when someone is speaking he needs to do the best he can for the ones who listens to him not to get wrong messages. So I will try during this uh, explanation um, to bring more and more um, explanations um, for the real understanding not to not to disappear. So um, first of all, let's just put things in, uh, <clears throat> into right place. The Torah, the Bible, the commandments, the oral Torah that's been given to us by the righteous ones um, is an obligation. Uh, now, Jewish people are more obligated than the nation of Israel because the nation of Israel as of today um, we can not know for sure if that person is an Israeli person or not. So the Jewish rule is setting that for the fact that the person will be completely obligated to the obligations of the Torah, so for that he needs to convert. So people that are Jewish from birth or converts are obligated to keep all the Torah mitzvot. Um, and all the rest of the people, including the nation of Israel, are not obligated for the 613 mitzvot and the oral Torah. They're just obligated to seven mitzvot ben Noach, seven mitzvot of Noahides, of the children of Noach. And it's also a bunch of obligation. It's not an easy thing. It's not a, a light mission. It's a life mission with a lot of... Um, with a lot of responsibility and uh, and high level of awareness and very and perfect faith and like perfect trust, perfect modesty, perfect midot. It's like many things, with like without no doubt, any person who is just obligated with the seven mitzvot benenach is already like his plate is full. He, he like it's he 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 he'll be busy. He won't be bored. There's much to do, a lot to work on. Um, but anyway, we know that many of us and people who are also not uh, Jewish are still willing to keep more and to do more and to attach themselves to uh, to keeping Torah mitzvot and being observant. And so for that sake, for people who want to do more and more, um, we're giving this uh, speech today, this conversation. So even though the, the Torah is obligating us and the Torah is commanding us, you need to do this, you need to do that, we know and we understand that sometimes a person um, is too occupied, too trapped in a certain thing that is holding him back 
um, from the ability to keep all the Torah mitzvot. So then he will be exempt from certain things. And um, he might not be able um, to keep certain mitzvot because of certain lackings that he's um, dealing with. And with that fact, he will find himself exempt again or not able um, to keep all the Torah and all the mitzvot. Now, the will of heaven is that we will do the best that we can. And our will is supposed to be the same as well, that we will want to do as much as we can. But many times we're finding ourselves um, that you can keep a certain mitzvah if you will choose to do it, but you have like mental issues with that mitzvah. It's hard for you to keep that mitzvah or you are struggling with that mitzvah or that you are too... Um, wrapped and surrounded and trapped in your own evil inclinations and, and, and negativity and sadness, depression, or poor poverty, M many things that are people are finding themselves falling from 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 uh, from from the ability of keeping all Torah mitzvot, and we need to find ways how to encourage, how to um, to to give power and energy to the people. For that sake, that they'll be able to do more and to be more um, observant and to be happy um, with the Torah and the mitzvot. For them to have the will and the desire to keep more and more and to do more and more and being happy about it. So that is a very nice thing. Here I found the solution, how to bring a little bit more light to the picture. Um, Okay, so Bezat Hashem, I want to read for you a certain um, explanation, something very deep that I read yesterday. I'm going to translate it um, to you. So first thing that we need to say um, is that we know that people want to keep the Torah and willing to do that, but finding it hard to do many, many times. And we're talking to those people. We're trying to open a way for you to understand Okay, you're obligated, you're willing to do, but let's see how to do it in a way that will not break you. Now, there is a problem. What's the problem? What is holding people back from being completely observant? The fact that there is something that is called judgment. Difficulties that people are going through life. Huge difficulties, hard pains, challenges of poverty, that are being interpreted as punishments from heaven. You try to do something good, boom, you find yourself off the road. You cannot do it anymore. You try to go and pray, they, they don't let you. you. You try to join a community, they close the door on you. You want to sit and learn Torah, your family needs you. You want to do mitzvot, you want to keep maser, you want to give donations, support to give charity, you, you, you lose your job difficulties in Avodat Hashem while trying to serve Hashem are a huge challenge for the mind of a person because his heart is already out and he wants to do something so good and he desires the, the, the closeness to God and to, and, to, and to His Torah and suddenly he finds himself in a place of lack of the ability to do something so basic like, okay, I wanted to learn. What did I ask to go to pray in a synagogue? What was I like? asking for a little bit income to feed my children like and and I can't do this I can't do that so like it troubles the mind of a person and very fast a person can fall to sadness but I am willing to help you to understand something very very 
important um, about it. So, there is something that is called covenant, Brit. And the covenant between the Creator to Am Israel, to the nation of Israel, is a very long history, very detailed and very interesting. And I will uh, just try slowly, slowly to translate this text to you. I hope it's going to go smooth and you will understand very deep things, I'm sure, about why life can be so hard and difficult so many times. And then we'll try to find a solution for that. So, um, in the parasha of the rebuke, when um, Moses is rebuking the nation of Israel and telling them what's, uh, what might happen if they won't keep the Torah that they have been obligated to keep, um, so the, the, the covenant, the Brit, between Ak the Akadosh Baruch Hu, the Creator, to the nation of Israel is mentioned over there in a very, very important place. And it's mentioned in, this, in that parasha of the Tochecha, of the rebuke, eight times. When seven of those times, um, when seven times from those eight um the Creator is mentioning the fact that He established that covenant. So we see that the Creator finds it very important to tell us we made a deal, we have a deal, there is a deal. Now, many times the person will think, okay, like He's reminding me that over and over that we signed a deal for me to keep my side of the deal, that He's like threatening me, He's like, okay, He's telling me, He's warning me, He's pushing me, okay. Let's read the text and we'll understand what's going on. Eight times it's written, Beriti, my covenant with you, in the parasha of the rebuke. Parasha of the rebuke that Moses is rebuking the nation of Israel and warning them from the future to come. And it's written over there that Hashem tells Am Yisrael, Vahakemoti et Beriti itchem, I am establishing my covenant with you. Lehaferchem et Beriti. That that you will that and you and you might violate the covenant. I establish, I'm keeping it, and you're violating it. And I remembered my covenant with Yaakov, with Jacob, and also my covenant with Itzhak, and also the covenant with Abraham, I'm gonna remember. And I will not reject you, the nation, to forget my covenant, my agreement with them. So it means that the nation of Israel, in the eyes of Hashem, already when He starts telling us about it, He's warning us, He tells us, look, you need to do that, you must do that, there is an obligation between us, I established it, I signed the contract with you, and you're not going to make it, you're going to fail. But don't worry, because I'm going to remember my agreement with Isaac, with Jacob, with Abraham, and I will not cancel my agreement with them. And I'm going to remember the, the earlier agreement with your ancestors, with your um, holy um, parents, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And... Based on that mercy of 
my memory that the Creator remembers the covenant, the agreement with the ancestors, based on that, even though that the future generation won't keep the Torah completely in a perfect way, still I will keep my side of the deal, because I remember I promised that to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And another time, in another verse, it's written, and if the nation of Israel will violate the covenant, he, the Creator, is saying, I'll bring a sword of revenge on you to revenge the covenant. So that is the reason for all judgments in the world. That the Creator said that he will bring the sword of revenge for the violation of the covenant. Okay? We're in a problem, we have an issue here. So the Torah still is not opening and explaining exactly what is the covenant, what was the agreement. The Torah is looking at the covenant as a known thing, like it's an obvious thing, like that's our covenant, that's our agreement. Like Hashem is just telling the nation of Israel, Moses is saying to Am Israel, you remember the covenant, right? Like our our deal. And, and, and they're talking about that deal. Like it's an obvious thing. It's a simple thing. Like everyone knows what, it, what that covenant is. And we can see that covenant coming again and again and again and again. If the nation, it's written, if the nation of Israel will follow the rules of the Torah and will keep the obligation, so the Creator will establish His covenant with them. And if, God forbid, they will violate the covenant with the Creator, so then the Creator will bring that sword of revenge, midak and neged midah. Corresponding to the violations, the punishments will, will occur, will happen. But also then, even if they will violate, He, the Creator, will not forget the covenant, and even though the day violated the covenant, He will not violate His side of the agreement, and He will bring them back to the Holy Land. The now, let's, let's look a little bit about the history that the Bible brings to us. The first covenant that the Creator is bringing, that is setting with us, the agreement, is the covenant of the rainbow. That covenant being set between the Creator to the population of the world. The verse is saying, Vayomer Elohim, God said, to Noach, El Noach, Zot Ot Habrit, that is the sign of the covenant, Asher Hakimoti, that I establish between me, Beni, Uven Kol Basar, and all flesh and bones, all people, Asher Al Aretz, who will walk on the land. So you have a first covenant, first agreement between Noah and as the representative, as the, the, the man, the prophet who got that prophecy from God to all human beings. Second time that we see the covenant mentioned in the Bible is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Creator, is setting a covenant with Abraham, with Abraham, our father. In the, in, and in the verse it says, Bayomahu, in that day, Karat Adonai et Avraham berit lemor, the Creator, God, set an agreement, a covenant with Abraham to tell him, to your seed, to your children, I'll give that land from the river of Egypt to the large river, the river Perat, the river Perat, the Nehar Perat. Let's bring the light back again. 
Yes, Vayhi'o, and they're going to be light. Okay, so the promise, uh, the Creator is promising the seed of Abraham the land. But it seems that in that covenant, you don't have both sides. You have only one side, the side of Hashem. That Hashem is promising to Abraham, I'll bring you to, um, to the land. And the thing that is missing here in this parasha is written in the, in, in the future, in the next time that the covenant is mentioned, about Brit Mila, that Am Yisrael are circumcising um, their children. And it's written over there, et briti beni and I establish this covenant between me to you, and between your children in the future, for all their generations, for till the end, librit olam to an eternal covenant, that I'm going to be your God, your leader, and for your children in the future. And I gave to you and to your seed after you the land that you live in, all the land of Canaan for an eternal possession for you to, to hold. And I will be your God to all of you and to them for the future to come. And then God said to Abraham, and you will keep my covenant, you and your children after you for the future to come. So you see that here in the end, the Creator is promising to keep His promise in the covenant, His side in the agreement, means that the seed of Abraham will inherit the Holy Land of Israel, but also the nation of Israel, B'nai Israel, are obligated to keep their share in that covenant, Brit Milah, to circumcise their children. And like that, it's written by a righteous man named Sforno. Sforno was one of the um, Torah interpreters. He was um, one of the righteous ones who explained to us the deep meaning of, of the verses. And he said, he was one of the commentaries, and he said that the explanation for that verse is that Hashem said, like that I am keeping the covenant with you, that I'm going to bring you back to the Holy Land, you and your seed. Also, you're going to keep my covenant, means you're going to keep your side of the deal. And Sforno here is saying, and if not, it won't be established. There's going to be a problem. What's that problem? What might happen? So, of course, that we can understand easily that that covenant of Brit Milah, circumcising our boys, our children, it's an obligation who represents the side of Bnei Israel, of the children of Israel, in that covenant. But the obligation of Bnei Israel, of the children of Israel, including, includes not only the obligation to circumcise their boys, also to keep all the rest of the Torah and mitzvot. Okay, to be observant as much as you can, as much as you're able, to do the maximum that you can all the time. Shabbat, you need to keep Shabbat. Kashrut, you need to eat kasher. Holidays, you need to celebrate the holidays. Tefillin, all the obligations, mitzvot, everything. Charity, maser, everything. Purity of the family, everything. Mikveh, everything. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Creator, is renewing and establishing that covenant that He 
set with Abraham, also with the children of Israel in Sinai and in the deserts of Moab. In Sinai, he's saying to the nation of Israel by Moses, it's written, Moses came and told the nation all the words of God and all the rules and all the nation with in one voice said, everything that God said, we're going to keep. Everything. They took it upon themselves to keep the Torah and Mitzvot fully. So Moses took the book of covenant, here the covenant is mentioned, and read in the ears of the people of the nation, and they answered, they said, everything that God said, we're going to keep and we're going to follow and we're going to listen to him. And Moses took the blood. Think about this scene. A wild scene from the movies. Moses took the blood and throw, threw blood on the people. Think about it. He brings the book of covenant and telling them, you're going to be obligated. And they all, with one voice, screaming their hearts out, everything that Hashem will tell us to do, we're going to follow, we're going to keep. Moses take blood and throw on the people. And said, here is the blood of the covenant that God set with you, established with you on all those things, on all the things that are written in the Torah. And in the desert of Moab, it's written, those are the words of the covenant that Hashem, that God commanded Moses to set with the nation of Israel, with the children of Israel in the land of Moab. Except for, and, and on top, on top of the covenant that he set with them in Mount Sinai, in Chorev. So he re-established the agreement with the nation of Israel to be observant. And while the nation of Israel are keeping their side of the covenant, they have the merit to inherit the Holy Land of Israel. And in the hour that, in the time that the nation of Israel are violating the covenant, the land of Israel itself is punishing them. And the verse is saying, And I gave your sky hard as iron, and your land like copper, and your land will not bring out crops, and on the land, and the tree of the land will not give its fruits, even after they will grow. So you see that the the, the the possession of the land of Israel is in term. If you keep the covenant, you inherit the holy land and you enjoy the bounty and the godly supervision and blessing of God. If you're violating the rules and you're not keeping them properly, God is promising a sealed iron sky and land that is not growing fruits. Difficulties with no end. The nation of Israel are finding themselves in that great difficulty. And then, think about it. We know that after that rebuke and after those explanations that Am Israel took upon themselves to keep the Torah and to follow the message of God and to keep and to be observant, they went into the Holy Land. 
and only certain people that the Bible is mentioning, people who violated it, they violated the rules and the codes, they themselves have been punished, but all the rest, they enjoyed the blessing. Why? Because they were observant, because they kept all Torah mitzvot. And when the tribes um, failed after a while, while being in the Holy Land of Israel, and started to violate the covenant, and started to worship idols, then a sword came, sword of revenge, and exiled the ten tribes out of the Holy Land. And there was a huge bloodshed and horrible exile, and until today we're suffering from that destruction. And when the land of Israel are rejecting them from, their, from, from itself, the land itself is punishing them. So then the land is receiving, getting back, the, the, the Shabbatot, the days of Shabbat, the Saturdays, that they were not observing while they were living in the Holy Land of Israel. Means that the Land of Israel, when the, when the, when the nation of Israel sat on it in Israel, then they were not being observed properly, observant in a proper way. They were violating the Shabbatot. Then they've been kicked out of the land, they've been rejected, exiled from the Holy Land of Israel, and then the land got her quiet back, because the land is suffering from the violations. The ground itself, the Holy Land of Israel, is a holy land. It cannot stand crimes and sins and violations and blood and, 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 and sperm and, and, and all kinds of lusts and desires and lies and frauds and, and stealings and violations of Shabbat. We cannot violate Shabbat and that it's going to be okay. A person needs to find a way how to do tshuva on it, how to fix it, how to correct it, how to come back to Hashem. And then in that time that they have been exiled from the, nation, from the land of Israel, then the land came back to its quiet. And then the people of Israel went to the land of their enemies, and the land of Israel was quiet from, from, the, from the sins, from the violations. We need to remember that people, even though they were Israelis, and even though that they were Jewish, they were doing horrible things. They were slaughtering their own children, they were sacrificing their own children to idols, they would put their sperm um, into... into um, worship, idol worshipping and they were doing many horrible things and burning their children to idols and like they were doing horrible sacrificing life sacrifices horrible things took place um, in those days and then the land rejected them, throw them threw them away and the land will, will be quiet it's written and the land came back to its quiet it's very important to pay attention to the fact that when the land is punishing the nation of Israel, it still stays loyal to the nation of Israel. And the land of Israel is not accepting another nation as instead of them. And like that we know and we saw that, that the land of Israel was empty. Until Jewish people started with the Aliyah to come back to the Holy Land of Israel, um, 70 something years ago or like 100 years ago with the first Aliyot when people started to come back from the exile to the holy land of Israel the land was a desert you know that claim of 
of Palestinians and people who are claiming to to that the that the land belongs to them, like we know the truth about that. We know that the land was a dry desert, and no one was there, and it was waiting for us to come back, um, because of the promise that soon, um, we will see, and the Creator is showing to us the greatness of 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 his love to us by keeping the land waiting as a desert empty from any other kind of of um, settlement of another nation while the nation of israel are suffering in the exile as a result of their violation of the covenant and this is something that that Rashi said. Rashi was also one of the righteous people who wrote down huge, amazing, deep, and so important explanations um, on the Bible, on the verses, that Rashi said, that is a good thing for the nation of Israel, that their enemies will not find comfort in their land, that their land will be empty from people no matter where. It's a desert, it's a midbar. So that loyalty of the nation, of the land of Israel, the loyalty of the land of Israel to the nation of Israel is carved into the, of the intention of the first covenant that had been set with Abraham our father. That in the beginning the Creator promised the land to the seed of Abraham without no reward, without no need. In the beginning, Hashem said to Avraham, like we said, I'm going to give the land to you and to your children. And Hashem didn't say in the first time that we mentioned it, no term. Didn't say if you're going to keep. Only later we saw, like we read before, in the beginning, Hashem is saying to Avraham, in that day, Hashem set a covenant, a covenant with Abraham to say, to your children I'll give that land from the river of Egypt till the large river. You have connection. Even though there were even though that the nation of Israel were not able to keep the Torah and the mitzvot properly and to do what they were supposed to from their side of the agreement, even though that they were violating the Torah. Still, the Creator promised to Abraham that he will inherit the Holy Land of Israel to his seed, even if they're going to fail. And it's showing to us that the Creator remembers the covenant with Jacob and with Isaac and with Abraham and the Holy Land. And even if Am Israel are not able to keep the Torah completely. So from that we can see and there is a promise that the nation of Israel will come back to their land and they will enjoy the complete redemption and salvation. Therefore, there is a huge chizuk, a huge wonderful advice written in that, that even though that we're obligated and we're doing the best that we can and we're trying to do the most, we are finding ourselves many times in great difficulties and a great challenge to be observant and to keep and follow the Torah mitzvot. Sometimes it's very hard for the person, but don't give up. Even though that it's very hard, even though that it's difficult, even though that you suffer, you should remember 
we have a promise by God that He will bring us back to the Holy Land and will redeem us all and will gather all the left behind ones, all the ones who left behind. He will gather them and collect them and bring us all together with Him together to the Holy Land, to the Promised Land that had been promised to our ancestors. So we know that the challenges and difficulties we're going through are because of our own violations. And we're doing tshuva and we're trying to fix ourselves and to correct ourselves not to sin and not to fail anymore. But when we are failing, we're not falling to depression and to despair. We're reminding ourselves all the time that the promise of the Creator to our ancestors is life and existence standing forever to collect us and gather us all and bring us all back to the holy land and promised land, Eretz Israel, Eretz Canaan. Thank you. Bless you. Shum dabar vado, yatsotim.